Welcome to the Brooksman Podcast, quite possibly the greatest T. Daniel Skagen movie ever made. I'm Jeff Perry. And I'm Chris Derkach. In this episode, we are covering Minute 52 of the Burrs, which begins with explaining what the paper could be, and ends with the American flag. We are once again joined by one of the proudest members of the ACPN, John J. Galbo. The, the, the proudest? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Better than being a pillar of, of a website that can't even stand up on its own two feet. But okay, sure. We don't even have a website. Hello. Good good evening, Burbians. Yeah, well, I don't know what Bur- they're calling it. Bur- 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 Burbophiles. Bourbonites? I don't know. It doesn't lend itself well Bur- to that. Burbanks? Bur- 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 no, it's Burbers? Okay. The Burbs online community calls them Burbanites. Is that what it is? Yeah. They yeah. have a community. Oh, wait. This is the internet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There is a Burbs online community. I believe it. Yes, there's, the one, there's, 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 is there going to be a movie about cosplaying as Tom Hanks? Oh, no. <laughs> All you do is get a ratty bathrobe. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can cosplay as art. You can just wear, like, plaid pants and striped shirts. Yeah, things that don't match at all. <laughs> Carry a femur around. <laughs> femur in one hand, a beer or a golf club in the other. <laughs> yeah. Did or he have a, a golf Yeah, like, no. He didn't get to the golf point. Golfing is when they're trying to get rid of Carol later. <laughs> oh, that's right. And he's dressed up like Payne Stewart. <laughs> yeah, so this minute starts. He gets the um, – we're finishing up with Art explaining what the paper could be and realizing that it's his note. Ray tries to run away back into the house yeah. and catches a face full of screen door from Carol. Sure Hard, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Tom Hanks goes into full-blown, full-blown 80s Hanks mode after that. Yeah, I, I didn't. He totally lost it too. Is this when he crushes the beer cans? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And Carol tells him, "Great, crush beer cans. You feel better now?" <laughs> and he says, "Yes." <laughs> I don't. He, he makes the so-so movement with his hand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of iffy about that. I mean, I've never actually tried doing that when I'm in like a frustrated. Maybe I should. He grabs two, holds them up in front of his face, and just crushes them. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like. Yeah, how he does it. Like, I think I would just crush him in my side, but he really shows him up, picks him up for the camera so you can get a good look at it. Yeah. <laughs> and what did he say? We and were then, saying he was drinking last time. He has stoles. Oh, God, what did he have? The Strolls. Slits. Strolls. Strolls. It was Strolls. Slits. Strolls. Slits. Oh, it's all the same family. Yeah, it all tastes the same. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes down the same way. Yeah. It's, it all, from the, it's all from the makers of old mud. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was Strolls because that was one of your minutes – your people for that minute. Yeah, yeah, we're we're digging deep now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good when they mention somebody in a minute. That makes it easier for me. Yeah. Yeah, so he throws them down. And okay, uh, but, uh, then it goes the cut to him laying down with the ice pack on his face. Yeah, the ice pack. Does I got a question for you guys? Does anyone actually own an ice pack like that? <laughs> Not <I do>. anymore. <laughs> yeah. I have. It's in my closet, in the bathroom. Nobody uses it. No. <laughs> I, I I thought that was like the, the ice packs that only show up in movies. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. It's been in my closet forever, but it does it. At the top on screws, you can put ice in it or put hot water in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you live with a 96-year-old woman at some point? I did. My wife's grandmother lived here. That's probably where it came from. I, I forgot all about that. She was here for six months. That's probably where that stupid thing came from. <laughs> I'm going to give you a health tip. You should throw that away. <laughs> that probably has cholera on it. <laughs> or some other disease that's brought it would be, have to be brought back by a 94 year old woman yeah there's a little bit of polio left on that 
Yeah. Rufus I think his his little ice pack there is kind of like the stuff we mentioned earlier, stuff that's only in movies, like when there's inexplicably dial tones on cell phones, and because yeah. <laughs> they, they just got to cue the audience. You got to let you know Ray is hurt here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice before that uh, Art's still sitting there with the femur in his hand. Right, he's sitting on the window sofa with the femur in his hand. And um, that's when you realize, she says, well, I think it's time we all stopped acting like kindergartners, and she walks past Mrs. Rumsfeld. So you realize that they're, I think they're in Rumsfeld's house. Oh, yeah, this is our first, is he think it's Rumsfeld's house? Well, when they walk out at the end of this minute, there's a flag blowing. Oh, well, of course, if there's a flag blowing, it's definitely Rumsfeld's house. That's a good no flag, yeah. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure they walked past his uh, mailbox with the with the shells on holding it up. <laughs> oh yeah, with his uh, howitzer shells holding his mailbox yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's nice that the wives have gotten redressed in about their fourth outfits in the movie. Yeah. You know, because Carol's rocking the dress. This is actually the most covered up Mrs. Rumsfeld's been so far. Oh yeah, yeah, and but she's wearing something goofy this time too, isn't she? Doesn't oh. she have polka dots on? Yeah, she's got like polka. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's got like some sort of polka dot like skirt or something going on yeah and a headband to match it or something yeah but she just has like a regular like red well i mean granted it's like a skin tight red oh of course <laughs> top but for her this is like that's downright demure oh when i realized all the people that were in that that room together i, I wrote down the carol call meeting like they were having a you know a intervention with ray <laughs> oh, i thought you were gonna say like neighborhood watch yeah, or maybe a neighborhood watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is there's a lot of uh, unlicensed neighborhood watch going on here. Oh yeah. All, apparently, all they do is neighborhood watch each other. Hello. Mm. She says, "I think it's time to stop acting like kindergartners, don't you, Ray?" And he goes, "Yes, Carol." And Rumsfeld makes like a Phew, sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know how he is about guys listening to their wives at all. <laughs> I mean, he makes that same noise when his wife tries to tell him something earlier. He does the Phew, like yeah. right. <laughs> and then um, Carol makes what might be the best decision of the entire movie and tells Art he's not invited. Yeah, or you're not. She said they're going to go walk over to the neighbor's house and introduce themselves. You're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> this does beg the question with me again, though. Like, I would love to know what Art's wife is like. Well, that's the first thing Art says is, that's a great idea. I'll keep them busy while. And that's when she's like, you're not invited. You're not allowed to come over with us. <laughs> yeah. Well,. <laughs> Going back to what I alluded to in the last episode, um, he must be terrified of her. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He may be. Yeah. So we think his wife is probably not, like, crazy like him. Do you think she's, like, a psycho, like, domineering woman that he's just, like, trying to get out from under? You know, Maybe. in the first couple <laughs> minutes, she set him loose on the neighborhood with a shotgun after a crow. So she's got to be pretty nuts, too. <sighs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, it's a uh, – it's only an air rifle, but it shoots like a, you know, a shotgun because it's a movie. Or did she say, you know, get rid of that crow, and he took it upon himself to go get the gun? That's true, too. That's just as likely. I think that's what it was. I think she said, get rid of the crows, and he got out there with a rifle. <laughs> you know, like most sane individuals do. Yeah. That's, that's what I do. You know, your wife tells you to take the dog out, and you throw them out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the huh, deer, that's what you said to do. <laughs> Take the dog out. So again, in a movie that's only an hour and a half long, it took them two thirds of that time to sit down and talk about this like rational adults. <laughs> There's only one because rational. What, what, what kind of movie would it be if they had started there? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well, I guess the real life thing that would happen in my life would have been there would have been a sit down conversation. 
I would have got bored and stopped caring. I, yeah, I would have said, stop looking over there, and you won't know what the neighbors are doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. What, do you think, what do you think the neighbors are up to? I don't care. Right. Yeah, it wouldn't have been so much a movie as it would have been like a commercial for Geico. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You've just wasted five seconds of this commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I think the neighbors think are murdering people. Are they murdering us? Then who cares? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly what I was going to say. What do you think? Are we neighbor- dead? No. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be like, I hope they murder that paper boy. I hate that kid. I know he hits people in the face with the with the paper in the chest. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I mean. He's probably not killing people. I mean, the monsters live right down the street. He's probably not killing them. Uh, no, the monsters moved. Remember, Ricky Butler moved in their house. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, where is Ricky Butler? Oh, yeah, we got uh, two minutes in a row or three minutes in a row with no Ricky Butler. It's been, I Doesn't, feel like it's been a long time. Doesn't he show up when they walk to the house? I don't know. That's the next minute. I'm unable to see that. <laughs> oh, cannot see. <laughs> I, didn't I, know I don't so- think I, – no, we don't see – we see Ricky again. He starts helping Art break in to the place. But I don't remember when it switches back to that. I think it's the next time we see him. I mean, I assume if Corey Feldman went there, he probably disappeared from set for a couple of days. Yeah. So. I, I should I should say this just to expand on things. The first time I saw the Burbs, you know, when did it come out? 89? Yes. I didn't really see it until, like, the early to mid-90s. We actually had it on, like, VHS um, because I had a relative who uh, would record stuff like bootleg <laughs> <laughs> like like do the do, do like the double uh double VHS and then yeah. take like a rental and record oh, the tape. Okay. So yeah. it was like the it was like the VHS like video store. Yeah, that's what we did too. But yeah, so, and that's where I, that's where I discovered like Back to the Future and Ghostbusters and stuff like that. But uh, we had the Burbs, and I didn't at the time I didn't even know what the Burbs was. I'm like, what's the Burbs? And then somehow I ended up watching. I'm like, wow, this is such a great movie. <laughs> but then, like, maybe a couple of years after that, I went to Universal Studios in Hollywood where they have the actual uh, set, or they did, before they turned it into Wisteria Lane for, uh, what was that show? Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives. Ha- oh, my God. Just, and, and, that was just favorite. <laughs> but I remember, I remember the year after I saw The Burbs. I was like, wow, yeah, I, I recognize the house. And they're like, oh, this is this was Ray's house, and this is the Klopek's house, which also doubled as the Virgin Connie Swales house in the Dragnet movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I was like, wow, that's awesome. And then and then the Desperate Housewives came in, and they, it's gone. Yeah, they added. They, they I think they squeezed in another house where like yeah. back behind where the um, Klopek's house was. I think they garages. I, I think they took away Walter's house, or they moved it to the other side. I forget. Yeah, it's, but they, it's, it's a total mess over there now. Don't yeah. don't even expect to see the houses. I think. Yeah, they they did manage to squeeze in some more stuff that way. I'm sure it's all changes for the better. Eh. <laughs> Maybe so. not. They did take away the Back to the Future ride. Oh yeah, no, that was that was. I I mean, I went on it. I had been on it in 15 years, not since probably my senior trip. My my first time at Universal Studios, all that was left was the car. Oh, mm. Yeah. And who knows if – I would imagine the car is still there. It was still there a couple of years back. It's, it's outside the uh, Simpsons ride. I hate to derail the, this uh, Burbs-related podcast for Back to the Future, but um, now I'm thinking of the story of how J.K. Rowling actually had them save the Back to the Future train in the Florida park. Oh, really? Yeah, like they wanted to replace it with a Hogwarts one. She's like, no, no, keep that. Well, that was smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's also like one of the few people in the world that's got that amount of juice. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I don't want you to do that. And they're like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <That's laughs> you, you want you want my wizarding world here? You keep that damn yeah, train. <laughs> I don't like, know what it do- I don't know what it does, but it looks cool. Yeah. You know how like half your income right now is because of my series of movies and books? <laughs> you want that that uh Fantastic Beast expansion on this thing? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be on this thing. Three parks over there now. <laughs> you keep that. You keep the chitty chitty bang bang train. <laughs> <laughs> That's everyone's goal in life is to have that amount of juice. Yeah, I don't even want that kind of juice. To just be like, yeah, I don't want you to do that. And people are like, well, that's fine then. We won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right, Chris, it's time for you to buck up and figure this out. T. Daniel Scaringy. Yeah. <laughs> What's the last word? Scaringy. Scaringy? I'm just telling you right now, if you saw a picture of this guy, he looks like a Scaringy. <laughs> He's the one who actually painted Ricky Butler's house instead of Ricky Butler. <laughs> I got news for you. Nobody painted Ricky Butler's house. <laughs> Ricky Butler had paint on him one time. He's got paint on his legs. The only time he's touching a paint can is when he's fondling it, looking at Mrs. Rumsfeld. Yeah, making out perverted noises with it. <laughs> <laughs> No, Mr. Scaringi is – he's in the camera department. He's a grip. Oh, okay. This was his only his second movie, and he ended up – he he was on some classic film, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a the crossover. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They cross over to Slycast. <laughs> he was on Space Cowboys, Ghost of Mars, blah, 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 a lot of stuff you've never seen, Sideways. Oh, he did some good movies, Million Dollar Baby. He did a bunch of different grip things. But I have no idea what the difference is between one or the other. Oh, I think okay. it's, it's all lighting and electrician stuff. Right. I always see Grip uh, and Keith Grip. Boy Grip. He was in Little Fockers, poor guy. <laughs> I never saw that. He was in Oz the Great and Powerful. He was the sewing grip. That's interesting. Sewing? Like needle and thread sewing? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> he was in Ride Along too. Oh, he was in. He worked on Ride Along too. His last credit that's in post production. He was the key rigging grip on Baywatch. Oh, the new Baywatch movie? Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of people say that that looks good. That's got the rock in it. It can't be all bad. Yeah, I guess. That's what it is, too. That guy, he's just, like, pooping out charming performances now. <laughs> yeah. He's getting paid for it, too. Big oh, pain. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's doing those for charity. No. All right. And you could buy that on uh, my uh, eBay site, too, by the way. The rock. Well <laughs> well done. <laughs> what did I want to mention? Apparently, oh, when it, Mrs. Rumsfeld says, "Just this is just for the next, you know, because the next minutes are coming up." Um, that's a good idea. I'll make brownies. Just keep that in mind. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm gonna say this for a movie that's not exactly, you know, it's not The Godfather here. They do set a lot of stuff up. Oh yeah, like uh, Dante and. Uh, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Dana Olson paid a lot of detail that they probably didn't need to. <laughs> they you don't really need that throwaway line. Yeah. All right. I don't have anything else in my copious notes. Do you have anything, uh, John? Any anything we've missed? No, nothing I, that really comes to mind. You know, the the houses, uh, uh, painting, and we're finally getting somewhere with. With the main idea of this of the story. Yeah, again, they're we're almost done the movie and they're finally gonna go confront the Klopaks. <laughs> By the way, there's a tight squeeze in that room with the sofa and the piano. Art's gonna sit on the windowsill. 
Well, that's because it's it's probably a facade. There's probably only one room in the entire house. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think in the beginning we talked that we never see the inside of Rumsfeld's house, but yeah, because I think uh, yeah, I think there's only uh, of those houses only like one or two of them have interiors, like real interiors that you can shoot on. Yeah. All right, uh, John, you want to tell the fine people, the the Bourbonites, where to reach you? Uh, the, the Bourbon Indians, uh, sure, you can go to the acpn.com. We have podcasts about uh, popular culture, uh, Disney theme parks, drinking, um, Back to the Future, Adult Swim, very occasionally, and, and other things. And we're we're looking to uh, for new podcasts as well now. So if you'd like to uh, apply, you can do that as well. The acpn.com. You can apply, and it doesn't hurt to drop a, you know, a tip to them too. That'll True. Help grease the wheels. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant a tip, like like we're like Crime Stoppers or something. <laughs> like like a McGruff crime tip. <laughs> if you have a tip, call ACPN. <laughs> oh, and then like, oh, someone's calling on the phone. Oh, we get a call in. Hello, this is McGruff, the crime dog. <laughs> All right. So I don't have anything else. Go. Uh, I don't know Go find I mean. us on uh, Facebook oh, or Twitter. Yeah, if you find us on Facebook or Twitter for the next uh, couple weeks, we'll be over there, not in the greatest of moods. So try to cheer us up, <laughs> and uh, go over to iTunes, leave us a five star review. And uh, whenever you're planning a neighborhood party or a neighborhood gathering, don't let the crazy person go with you. Make them stay home and uh, stay safe, neighbors. And don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs>